Hi there, and welcome to this episode of the Everyday Millionaire Mindset Matters podcast, where I'm joined by my wife, Stephanie Hanlon-Francie. In these episodes, Stephanie and I will unpack the different aspects of what we refer to as Mindset Matters. We believe that today, more than any time before, we're living through the most impactful events in history, changes in the world that are leading to rising confusion, uncertainty, and ultimately fear. For those who are awake, your view of your world is the filter for how you will experience the evolution and changing dynamics of it. Whether it's the growing social and political divisiveness, the need to pivot in business or career, or shifting family dynamics, very few know how to deal with or manage what is unfolding before them. Whatever you're experiencing in your world, Stephanie and I have deeper conversations about mental, emotional, and spiritual health that provide a context for the living that we hope inspires you to ask different questions and has you check in to ask yourself the hard questions. Like, is the path you're on the best path for your journey? Are you still clear on your intended destination or has it changed? Our vision is to provide you ideas and tools that you can apply in your life that you can use to take steps in your evolution of being your greatest self and living your best life. Listen then, enjoy. Hey folks, welcome to the Everyday Millionaire Podcast, Mindset Matters. Stephanie, welcome. Hey hon. So a couple of things before we get started on this particular podcast, which is we are launching our Mindset Matters Again program, and it kicks off January, February, March. It's three months, 90 minutes per month. So we're going to do one call per month, about 90 minutes. It's a We would call it a group discussion, group coaching, if you will, where we will walk you through some exercises, 90 minutes, an opportunity to have conversation with Stephanie and I and do a little bit of the work that we do. And it's 149 bucks for the three months. Very, very affordable. And if you're interested in that program, then you can text. Uh, let me, oh gosh, I got to pull it up it's here. A, yeah, it's a phone number. It's a 587 number. 587-333-8610. Just put register at 587-333-8610. And you can register for that So particular... you just type in the word register on your phone? That's it. 587-333-8610. And we're going to take one uh, 90 minutes per month over a three-month period. We'll give you some working exercises to do. We'll open up some Q&A, have some conversation. And we did it last year. It was really cool. Smaller group generally. And it's like that's big crowds of people. So it's very kind of intimate in that regard. And we... We do it on Zoom. We get some really serious work. We do it on Zoom. Yes, that is live. Yep. As with in us. Zoom yep. with us, and uh, we get some really serious work done. So, if you're interested in doing that, text or register just, to 587 333 Or just email us info. No, no, CEO, CEO at raincanada.com, or just, I don't know, call me. How about just text? Okay, here <laughs> we go. So, I think it's a good topic today, thinking about it in terms of where we even go back to and how and why we started Mindset Matters. A year ago, right? A little over. We celebrated a year just recently. So that was based on what was happening in the world, what we were seeing with people in terms of the challenges they were facing, the divisiveness, the polarity. And as we kind of say this is post-pandemic, which I guess it is, what we're still seeing is a degree of polarity and divisiveness. And, and it's not over. It's far from over with what's going on in the world these days. And so this topic is about... 
are you reactive or are you responding? So there's a fundamental difference between being reactive and responding. And this is the conversation and the elevation, if you will, of understanding and being aware of being able to shift your perspective to respond rather than react. Now, here's the fundamental problem. That may even sound like we're making reactivity wrong, which we're not. No, and I think you need to um, unpack that a little bit. It's like perspective versus perception. Perspective and perception. It's like reactivity and responsiveness. So let's unpack that. Okay. So one of the things that we notice is happening, and you see it more in social media than ever. If somebody reacts to something, it's like, you know, settle down. Like, you know, I can't hurt your feelings. You're just allowing your feelings to be hurt. No, oh, please. You know, so there's no consideration for the circumstances, but there is a high and mightiness of, you know, they're just being the a... The judgment of the reactivity. Right. Yeah, got they're it. They're being the, the drama queen, so or king. So what's happening is that what we are observing and have had discussions about is the fact that when we look at that reactivity, particularly anger... We understand one fundamental thing about that is that anger is primal. It takes a lot to not be triggered from an, you know, into anger, depending on how you've evolved, like how, how much work you've done, how much emotional work have you done? Because this is not something that I don't think, I think very few come by it naturally. Yeah, that's a really good point. Like you think about mm-hmm. the root emotions, there's two root emotions, there's love and there's fear. Right. Love and fear. So there's two root emotions. But you think of reactivity as when people get angry and they're resentful or they're reacting or or not responding, but reacting to a situation, it's usually because it's grounded in fear. I think that there is a, probably some data supports it somewhere. I don't have it. But ultimately, anger is almost always or is always driven by fear. Now, it could be fear of losing identity. It could be, you know, whatever the, what's ever driving that fear. But anger is the, you know, sense of, oh, you've offended me. But underneath all of that is a fear of something. So there's lots of reasons to be angry. There's lots of reasons, like I get pissed off all the time about what our government's doing these days. It drives me absolutely. No, you get angry. Yeah, I get angry. It's not angry either, but (laughs) sometimes. So the point is, okay, so let's keep, Uh, unpacking this in that when we look at how we evolve and the mindset, because that's really what we're talking about here, is having an awareness and asking ourselves, are we being reactive or are we responding to different conversations? So, you know, when it comes to relationships, we'll talk a little bit about you know, significant other relationships, like as in marriage or uh, good partner, friends, whatever that might be. How are you actually treating your significant other. And there is a responsibility in terms of the circumstances you create in terms of how we communicate. So if I'm looking at you, Stephanie, and and if I have no awareness around it, I'm going to say things probably intentionally that are going to, that I know are going to trigger that emotion in you. And you're going to react to that. So I have a responsibility, I think, as a partner in being sensitive to the way I communicate with you as to knowing that, you know, am I like, why do I need to that? So when we argue, which we do uh, a lot, (laughs) I don't know about that, but no, we do. What's a lot? I don't know about that. Probably more than people think we do. 
I don't know what people think. So that's <laughs> irrelevant. The point is, is that even when we get into heated discussions, we never do, there's nothing personal in that. No, I think what's really cool about how we've learned to argue and discuss is that we're arguing about an issue or something that we're maybe is challenging our values or wa we're wanting to get our point across. And what I really love about how we argue is that I don't really need to be heard. You know, I think I've, I've heard that in the last little while with some clients is that they just really want to be heard. And I don't really need to be heard. I think what I love to do is when we're in a heated conversation is that we're fighting for our values. We're fighting for something that we believe in, a common uh, goal, a common vision. And, and if we're not aligned in it, we're fighting for that. We don't fight against each other. And that's what I really love about you and about, about how we've evolved over time. Because we've had friends and, and, and chosen family and family who've actually, unfortunately, been privy to our arguments. And they've come back later and said, you know what? You're not mean. You're just not mean. And, and I'm like, uh, wh why would I be mean? They're not arguments. They're heated debates. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So the point of what we're trying to get to, or I'm trying to get to in this particular thought process is that having the awareness of a couple things. First, are we reacting? Are we being, or are we responding? But then there's the other side of that, which is to say that are we understanding the circumstances and are we creating circumstances? So there is a part of this that, you know, we know this because we've, we've known narcissists and narcissists will be those individuals who will actually intentionally push those buttons and then gaslight. Yeah. And if you know what gaslighting is, if you don't know what, ga I didn't know what gaslighting was before this whole pandemic thing. So, uh, you know, I'm probably giving a, poor example because I'm just riffing off it. But, you know, if I'm a narcissist and I go, well, you know something, if you love me, you would lose weight. You're just fat. Let's face it. And you got to do something with I'd be that. Like, what? And then you get emotional. You cry. You go, what are you doing? Calling me this or calling me that. And then I turn it around and go, just settle down. I'm just telling the truth. You mm. know what I know it. Ouch. It's not meant to offend you. Let's just put it on the table. The reality is, is that, you know, you're too, you're, you're too fat. And you, of course, are going to be reactive in that particular place emotionally, right? Now, you might be angry, but you may not actually even respond. You may bury that emotion and then you walk away. So this is what's happening a lot as oh, we see yeah. given the polarity that's created in families. Yeah, think We're about the divisiveness. Like you have this, you made this decision, you did this because you you know, you, you don't love me. Um, and all these excuses about what is going on instead of taking responsibility, response, ability, ability. Yeah. So just kind Break of that put a down, bookmark, put a pin in that, put a, yeah, put a bookmark pin in that. So the reality of it is, is that was as responsible individuals, we become aware of our reactivity our response ability, but also in terms of looking at the circumstances. What's interesting about all of this, for example, is where's the line? So we may judge somebody's reactivity and go, okay, just settle down. Like it wasn't that big a deal, right? We but judge it was that. for that person. It was for that person, but we have no idea hmm. what, what it's rooted in. What it's rooted in. So, and I'm not saying, it, so it's hard because you go, settle down. Like, what's the big deal? But you don't know what the big deal is for them because you don't know what the trigger is. But this is bringing this to 
people that are listening, perhaps, are you reactive or are you responsive? Do you get pissed off easily? Do you cry easily? I mean, let's think about do this. You, do you get defensive easily? Do you get defensive easily? Do you get offended easily? Yeah. So let's think about this for just a second. So, and where's the line? So in this new world of just settle down, you know, why are you even like, what's, what's all the drama about? You know, it's just words. Calm down. Calm down. It's just words. What's happening is people are neither being responsive or reactive. They're numbing it. They're operating on top of it. And they operate on top of it for months, perhaps even years in relationship before finally things kind of snap show or break down or they break down or the relationship breaks down or whatever might happen. So emotionally, it takes training to learn how to respond as opposed to react. Because again, at a primal level, we're built to react. Well, think about your work in stoicism, for example, like how much you have done to work, how much I've done to work in the pause right in stoicism because that is the ability to not be reactive it's the training to not be reactive it's the training to understand that there you want to respond but it's not going to be a reactive response so in other words we understand it you know the stoics are always about really you know I mean, there's books on it, so I'm not doing it any justice. But, you know, in the world of stoicism, you're looking and saying, well, what can I control? You know, you may say something that offends me, that may trigger me, but rather than react, I look and say, okay, I can't control this. There's no point in me reacting to this. I'll sit, I'll respond at another time, maybe after I've cooled off, maybe whether I, when I give it context. And then you respond as opposed to react. And all I can control in the world of being a stoic, you can't control, There's you have to look at what can you control, what you can't. And what you can control is how you actually respond, how you react to something. So I have a question. What about intent? So I say something that, that really triggers you, for example, mm. but I have no intent to hurt you. I just say, I'm saying my truth. I'm saying something that I'm discovering or I'm curious about something, but you have a reactive um, experience to it, whether it's from a, a historical trauma or something that I have no idea. What do you think? My, what's my responsibility in that? Well, this is something that, you know, that's a great question. You know, you may come into circumstances where you don't know somebody, you may trigger them without even understanding. Maybe they've got a PTSD of something, you know, going on behind the scenes. But the point around, so first off, you know, when we get into a debate or a, a heated argument, um, or a heated debate, I should say, rather than an argument, I have to be, I'm very conscious of how I respond to you, because I'm also being responsible for being careful not to create these emotional kind of triggers, that, because that would be irresponsible of me, you know, that would be... That'd be mean. That'd be mean, right? Yeah, and you're not mean. I don't want to be mean. Yeah. Um, so when you're, you know, you can accidentally trigger somebody for sure, but I don't, we're not really talking so much about that circumstance as we are about in relationships, in creating team, in running a business, in uh, who you're working with, in in the environment that you're in, understanding that, are you being reactive to what's happening? Is the supervisor that you work for, the manager you work for, is there, you know, where are they in their world of their own development, right? So they may be looking at it being and creating circumstances that they're not being responsible for. You know, it's really funny. I've heard that recently and with some 
some clients of ours is that they they see their bosses or their manager supervisors gaslighting them and having to to figure out how do they respond you know now that this term is out there in the ether this gaslighting term is that you know when you think about all the things that have been discovered and uncovered on the last couple of two and a half years through this pandemic stuff is that where do you go to make sure that when you check in with yourself and you're reacting to a situation, are you responding in a way that is respectful and mature and professional? Or are you so traumatized by what's going on that you're just emotionally reacting on a high level? I mean, that's our lizard brain, right? That's what happens. So I think if we just slow this down for a second and check in and go, okay, so what are we really talking about right now? You think about responsiveness and reactivity, responsiveness and reactivity. If we're only reacting to something, we're not connected to our, to, to the now, for example, to what's important now, which is the win. In my, in my world with the athletes, is that there? it's a judge sport, for example, in ice dance. So if they're only ever reacting to the judgment or the feedback, then there's a constant loop of I'm not good enough. And when the I'm not good enough kicks in, that's when that whole insecurity, lack of self-worth, lack of self-confidence could kick in, which I'm finding right now in this world is very prevalent. So where would you go with that? So in terms of training, because that's where it comes to, right? We're actually trying to have the awareness that we're being reactive as opposed to responding. Responding in this definition, in this conversation, is about being conscious of the words we're choosing or being or, or making a, a real choice of how we're going to respond. So in other words, if I say something to offend you and then you get all pissed off and you're offended, I can look at you and go, just settle down. I'm not offending you. You're choosing to be offended. You may look at that and, and because you're actually responding, you're going, yes, I am offended. And this is my response. You're an asshole. Okay. So that's not reactive in that context, hmm. as opposed to flying off the handle, getting emotional. And you might get emotional. And some people will do that. And they'll be very intentional about that response. Hmm. Think about this. Yeah, good point. Okay, sports. We've all heard the story. Team is losing. The coach has been doing everything he can do or she can do. And what do they do? This old old school, right? They walk in the dressing room. They well, kick the can. They kick the garbage can across the room and they snap show. Okay? That's an intentional response. Although in the moment... It seems reactive, but it really isn't reactive. It changes the state. It changes the state. So there is a response that appears reactive, but it's very intentional. That's what I've gotten very good at over the years. Some people think I'm flying off the handle. Rarely. I fly off the handle with you, if anybody, but rarely in other circumstances. Because I'm that guy. (laughs) You push my (laughs) buttons. You're my trigger. right. So the, the key here is to look at and consider what causes you to react. The awareness is to look underneath that reaction. Or, or pause it long enough yes. to take consideration. And that's what I'm noticing right now is that time has shortened. It's shortened so much that people aren't taking the time to go, wait, wait. When I say slow down cowboy, I mean, that's the most hilarious thing that we're getting feedback on. 
Because when we get going, we talk about it and we go, whoa, 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 whoa. But if I was to respond or to react, I'd go, quit doing that. <laughs> I know, right? Quit interrupting me. But, but out of respect, and now that we're doing this to hopefully make a contribution to other people's lives, is that you said something important. And it's my response to go, whoa, whoa, slow down, cowboy. Say that again. That's important. Mm-hmm. So I think if we did that more often than not, based on what I'm seeing in social media, and I mean, we don't watch television or mainstream or whatever, so I don't know what's going on out there. But I do see people reacting in a way, and sometimes even in the in the store, that is, I would look at it as almost irresponsible. Like, you don't know. Here's what I've learned. One of the things I've learned, and I was taught this by a guy named Lou Vero, who was a big deal in, in U.S. hockey years and years ago, and I had the opportunity to work with him. And one of the things he taught me was, you number one, you never, ever, 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 ever five times know, know what's going on for somebody. So don't react to that, what's going on. Pause, take a breath, and respond when you're ready. That's see, he was very evolved, very, and very, uh, you know, up to speed with what we're dealing with. Because I guess over the years, we've always dealt with something, you know, like societal that pushes people's buttons and puts them over the edge and circumstances that do that. I think what we're talking about right now is given what's gone on the past two or three years, we're seeing and have seen a kind of uh, breakdown, a devolution, if that's a word, a de evolution. Of of that. Sadly. That's pretty smart. Thank I like you. that. Yeah, it's a good word, right? I like that word. The evolution. <laughs> Very good. The point is, is that as we see people come off the rails, it's easy to judge and kind of say, just settle down. But we really don't know what's going on for people. Now, the point of this conversation is that I think our audiences have the level of evolution in their in their own personal development that they're listening, but there is a place where where can we go that, number one, we're not creating circumstances. We're aware of what we're creating in terms of conversations, how we may be talking to somebody else, and are we responsible for creating the circumstances that create a reaction, first off? And noticing. And noticing. And I'm talking about, are you creating circumstances for significant other, uh, your children perhaps? Like, are you kind of operating on top of something that you're bringing into the world, that you're creating those circumstances. First off, that's awareness. And then to shift your perspective of how you react to something and ask yourself, is that reaction really appropriate? Does it really support me? What if I changed from being reactive, understanding what the trigger is, mm. because there's a, often a trigger, an underlying trigger, Which a Which we sometimes don't know, right? We don't know. It, like, think about historical stuff. Like, do we really, really know what triggers us? We don't. But, you know, many would say it all ultimately comes back to childhood trauma. You know, something your parents did, something they said, the way you were treated, whatever. But, and, and I'm not minimizing that, but I'm saying is that in the, the first step is always going, why am I being triggered? See if you can nail that down. Having the awareness that you are being triggered and then choosing to respond. And the response is more, not more, it is thoughtful. It's intentional. And that's the shift from being reactive to being yeah, responsive. Yeah, you can be an asshole or you can be kind, right? You can, but let's just make the next step of this that I want to step over is be one or the other. Don't walk away. Right. 
good point. Okay, don't bury it as if nothing happened. Be, and something you, happened. Sometimes that might happen, and but if it's an ongoing thing, guess what? If it's a coworker, if it's a significant other, if it's something that's always showing up for you, then the last thing you want to do is bury it. I guess is the response to that. You know, it's interesting you say that. We we say a lot like, what are you operating on top of? And one of the things that we've done over the years with our teams, and whether it's through business or our family, chosen family is that we can always sense somebody's operating on top of something. And what that means is they're still trying to exist, have a conversation, but they, you just know they're pissed off about something. You just know they're like, I love that term, operating on top of something. And when that happens, there, I know that there's a, something's going to blow up. So you've run into the scenario with your athletes, especially because you're in the world of dance and these are you know, dance teams and they're coming from, you know, just because they're teams doesn't mean they're a couple. No, I they're mean, two different backgrounds. They're two different backgrounds. Yeah, they for have sure. All, and yet they're skating for hours and training for hours and Holding hanging hands, out for hours. and touching each other. Yeah, it's like they got to look at, at each other. Eyes. You know, it's all this big <laughs> act, right? And they could be operating on top of something that that other, in, the other individual is doing. And guess what? They still got to perform. But at a world-class level, Olympic-class level, you can't do that because those moments that kind of eat away and chip away affect your performance. 100%. And not just your performance, but how you're existing in the world. And one of the things I'm most proud of in our work, you and I, and with Ice Academy Montreal and with our skate tech group of companies is that we want to create it. We created or tried to create environments where people get to be authentic, truly not like the fake authentic, but get to actually go through the difficult conversations to get underneath what's going on for them. And in the ice dance world, when you have a, an intimate connection and you have to perform and you have to be judged for that performance, you better be clear whether you're healthy or not healthy or you're triggered or you're not triggered, but do you have the ability to, to rise above and elevate yourself so that you can be truthful and, and perform to the best of your ability so that you and your partner can win and take your world to the next level? However, that's not normal. That's well, not in. That's not normal. But here, okay. So, but this is the elevation of these conversations, right? Which is, for example, if you are not being reactive or not responding, let's say you're in a work environment. Back to the environment conversation, and every time you walk into a scenario, you've got a manager or you're the manager. Be aware of how you are treating your team, how you're communicating with your team. We'll use that as an example as well. Are you as a manager creating circumstances or are you as a, a employee or part of the team? Are you working under the, I don't want to say anything because I know this manager is going to lose their shit. And so you don't want to have to react. You don't want to have to respond. So you ignore it, but here's what you're doing. Mm, you're operating on top of it. This goes back to the culture and environment conversation that we had uh, a couple of podcasts ago, which was, are you in an environment and do you have a culture that allows people to actually lay on the table what they're operating on top of? And that operation, um, you could be on top, operating on top of something personal and you want to say, you know something, 
you know, my mom is very ill. It's distracting. They're in the hospital. I don't, you know, so I'm a little distracted. But I still want to do a great job. I'll do a great job. I'm here, but I've got this going on. I'm operating on top of that. As opposed to not saying anything to that team member, that manager, that you're actually operating. Yeah, well, no, they don't. feel it. No. Yeah, many people can. You're assuming that they have that awareness. If you're an asshole manager, you don't have that awareness. But, you're actually but you just, just think the asshole. people that you're that are working with you are assholes. Okay, don't argue with me. I'm right. <laughs> okay, you're right. So, okay, we're off track here, and and I just want to clean it up. So, when we look at how we exist in the world, there's first off, are we being reactive, and are we being triggered to react? Can we take and consider our response ability? and consider what it is that's triggering us. When we're communicating, can be we be aware of those people that we know, understanding that their EQ, their emotional quotient, means that we have to communicate different, knowing what their triggers perhaps are. But we don't know, because we don't really know. When people show up with a job, for example, in their, in their mid-20s or early 30s or whatever, we don't know what their triggers are from their childhood. But how do we then, as leaders, create the environment where people can be safe, but not have to bring whatever they need to bring to the office or whatever? They can still do their great their job. How do we? How do if we're gonna for our listeners, if this is going on, which I think it is, how do you create conversations where people don't have to maybe ex, you know expose their entire history, but they can be respected for what's going on for them? Share. Mindset Matters podcast. (laughs) Yeah. And then you open up a whole new conversation. Lead the conversation by opening it up. So today, ladies and gentlemen, in this particular podcast, we have to look and take and consider our response ability and not make reactivity wrong because it's not wrong. It's primal. And let's go back to, and not be made wrong for your activity, but examine it. You know, I'm going to give uh, the one thing we didn't talk about. Let's consider reactivity. We've talked about anger, irritation, you know, whatever that reactive state is. But where do we draw the line around reactivity? Somebody's significant other passes, their mom, their family, They break down, they're a mess for days, for weeks, for months. You know, do we all of a sudden go, suck it up? No. Like, get your emotions in check. Oh, wow. Like, like, you're so unevolved. Like, where do we draw the line? That's a really good question. And so this is not about making reactivity wrong. It's actually having the awareness to say that, People may be going through stuff. You know, I, I consider, you know, your mom was such a big loss for you. And it was really a long time that you felt that. You I really still do. Felt, yeah, exactly. And, and so we have to consider and have the respect for the fact that as much training, as much EQ, as much IQ, as much AQ, AQ it's all, all, all the, the cues. cues. <laughs> <laughs> we have to consider, right? And, and then on top of that, you know, there's PTSD, there's all of the things that are going on in the world today. And holy cow. Yeah. As leaders, we have to take a breath. And where do we have the room for each other and for ourselves, you know, to, to just 
take a pause. The first step always is awareness. Awareness and take a breath. Take a breath. Surround yourself with like-minded individuals. Create that environment for yourself. How do you find like-minded people? How do you set up the environment? Come hang out with us at Mindset Matters, January, February, March. It's a good start. And Stephanie, I think we've done as much as we can do on this particular topic. I do, but I just want to finish with one thing before I say it's fun, is that I want to just take a moment and have some gratitude for our team. Cheryl Maycock. Our teams, but our yes, teams. Cheryl Maycock. Oh, Jason Lawrence, six foot four. Thank <laughs> you, Jason, for all you do. Our teams with Quantum Speed, Skate Tech, Rain, Quant- um, oh my gosh, Skating Success, our, our families who support us in all of this. Because you know what? If we didn't have that, I don't know if I could be less reactive or less triggered because we do. And our the last thing I want to acknowledge is our Francie Friday people. We have some like-minded people, our chosen family that get together once a month and you know who you are and, and thank you for being in our lives. So anyway, that's it. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been an interesting kind of addition and or episode. I think it's important. Uh, I know that we kind of wandered around a little bit, but only hopefully it hit home for you. Again, consider your reactivity, your response, and then take responsibility for the circumstances that you can control in supporting others or even your own circumstances so that you, in fact, are very in intentional Intentional. so thanks stephanie hey that was fun hun ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening if you found value in the podcast please take the time to rate and review and share with others share with your friends as it is my goal to always improve and to provide the highest value for you the listener if you have any comments, suggestions, or questions you'd like answered, please email me at ceo at raincanada.com. That's ceo at reincanada.com. I look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, Patrick out.